Welcome to the KKCL ELT podcast. This is a podcast for anyone interested in the world of teaching English as a foreign language. I'm Phil Keegan, Director of Studies and Head of Teacher Training at Catherine King's College of London. Episode 2 Motivation or Why Does Anyone Do Anything? The first real research into motivation in language learning that I know of uh, was Gardner in the 50s. He talked about integrative and instrumental motivation. I've also seen it referred to as intrinsic and extrinsic motivation, and I've even seen internal and external motivation. I think it means more or less the same thing. Intrinsic or integrative motivation indicates that the learner is interested in the language itself probably the culture that it comes from as well, or perhaps a certain aspect of the culture. Whereas instrumental or extrinsic motivation, the learner is interested in what the language can bring him in terms of concrete advantages to his life or her life. Makes me think of my time in Germany. Um, I had some students who were very intrinsically motivated. In particular, a couple of people I taught who were mad about British rock music. And their reason to improve their English was to understand the lyrics of Pink Floyd better, which was fine with me, being an ageing hippie. I had a lot of students in Germany, too, who were business people, and their reasons for learning English were quite simple. They could do more business if they learnt better English. I prefer the Pink Floyd fans, if I'm honest. I had the good fortune this week to speak to a colleague, Joe Gokonga, She's a teacher and a teacher trainer in Solihull. I asked her first of all about her take on this uh, idea of two types of motivation, intrinsic and extrinsic. I think that, you know, whilst these two ideas are quite interesting and useful, you know, and came out of Gardner's research in the 50s, there was a lot of discussion later on in the 90s about whether these were the only two types of motivation that were all sorts of other types of, of motivation. So I think things like interest and relevance, I mean, arguably these could fit into those two categories, whether people expect to succeed or not. You know, now where does that fit into those two categories? It's difficult to see. I think Joe makes some interesting points there. And to discuss them in the studio with me today is my colleague Oliver Hipkins, who, by a remarkable coincidence, has been reading up on the topic of motivation. Ollie, motivation. Oh, yeah. Hi, Phil. Um, recently, I was reading Julian Edge and Sue Garton's book, From Experience to Knowledge in ELT. And they make the point that thanks to globalisation, integration no longer means just integrating into an English-speaking culture. But in fact, you can be motivated to integrate into the global community of English speakers. Yeah. As we know, of course, English is the world language. And that is, I think, a big motivator for a lot of learners of English. While I was talking to Joe the other day, we chatted a bit about Zoltan Dernier, the linguist, and and his work on motivation. This is what Joe had to say. He talks about your future selves and your possible future selves. So your 
L2 future self might be. You might be able to really imagine yourself living in America or England or Canada and speaking English in a, you know, in a, in a fluent way, possibly with a very good accent. And if you can really imagine yourself doing that, you're more likely to be motivated to get there. Yeah, I can really identify with that. Being a, a language learner myself, my Italian um, is pretty poor at the moment, but I really can imagine myself one day, hopefully, uh, living in the country and speaking it like I'm a native. And that motivates you to keep working on your Italian? Yeah, absolutely. Actually, I often find that, generally speaking, adults are very motivated um, in courses, and I suppose it's about maintaining that motivation. What are your thoughts, Phil? How do you maintain motivation? Yeah, generally speaking, adults, of course, are coming to the lesson of their own free will. Actually, not always. I remember teaching in some companies in various parts of the world where people were forced to be there by their boss and didn't particularly want to be. But most of the time, adults come willingly and they want to learn. So the issue is maintaining the motivation by obviously having variety, by making interesting lessons, by being inspirational. These are all vague terms, though. What I try to do is a lot of creative activities in terms of creative writing, bringing in different media. I like to use music a lot, for example, not just songs, but also instrumental music. Also, when I'm teaching adults, I like to do interesting topics. Uh, I have a frustration with course books that they're often very bland. The topics are very, very bland because publishers are very worried about upsetting people. But what happens is course books end up being like horoscopes in newspapers. That They're trying to please so many people that they end up not really pleasing anyone. So I don't shy away from using controversial topics with, with adult groups of students. Obviously, I am keen to never offend anyone. But I don't see why you can't talk about politics and religion and these topics that are often considered taboo by publishers. Yeah, I'm completely with you on that, Phil. But what about motivation with kids? It's a different kettle of fish, obviously. Kids have to be at school. So it's up to the teacher, I think, a lot more to, to motivate them. And I think there are different ways of doing this. Obviously, it's the teacher's job to make the lessons interesting, again, as with adults. But it's also the teacher's job to make it clearer that there are reasons to learn the language. And if I go back to my original question of this podcast, why does anyone do anything? It makes me think of something in a book called Essential Motivation in the Classroom by Ian Gilbert. And he talks about WIFMs. And a WIFM is, in fact, an acronym, W-I-I-F-M. And it stands for What's In It For Me. His argument is that the reason any human ever does anything is because there's some benefit, there's, some, there's something to be gained from it. It's the job of the teacher to make it clear to children that there is a good reason to learn something, whether it be English or maths or whatever. In respect of English, I think that's a lot easier for teachers today because of what we talked about before, globalisation. It's quite easy to make it clear how useful English is in respect of the internet in respect of international business or study or learning or making friends, travelling, anything. So the idea of a WIFM with children, what's in it for me, can be quite easy to do, I think. But the teacher can also try hard to awaken an, an intrinsic motivation, to awaken the desire to learn this because it is so interesting to learn languages. You benefit as a person on the whole. Here's Joe again. 
what is really motivating is it is is the teacher a teacher who inspires you a teacher who makes you want to learn who makes it fun and interesting so motivation and the actual classroom i'm a big believer in creativity it's something i bang on about at every opportunity bring creativity into your classroom and by creativity i don't only mean creative teaching teaching things in different ways but giving the students as much opportunity as possible to be creative in terms of creative writing in, in in rewriting song lyrics in using art in doing drama projects these are all things we'll go into in more detail in later podcasts make topics as meaningful and relevant to students as possible i really think that's important i really believe in giving students problems to solve as much as possible lots and lots of problem solving activities and teamwork i'm a huge believer in teamwork cooperation ken robinson great great writer on education cooperation is an absolute driver an absolute motivator for all humans so what conclusions if any can we draw from this podcast phil i'd say that motivation is a process it's a process whereby once a need has been established and where students are motivated to learn something the teacher provides the support and guidance that's necessary to maintain the motivation and that enables the students to be motivated enough to do the hard work that's involved and and that's important too students do have to understand that it's them ultimately who have to do the learning they have to do a fair bit of hard work the teacher can only do so much the teacher can show the way can even walk along the way with the student but the student does have to do the walking that's all we have time for today if you managed to listen this far i'm afraid there's no raffle so no prize to be won sorry i hope you enjoyed listening though special thanks to joker conger from elttraining.com you can find the link to this website on our podcast blog page along with all the other references that we mentioned in the meantime it's goodbye from me phil keegan and goodbye from me oliver hipkins and enjoy teaching You have been listening to the Catherine and King's College of London ELT podcast. The podcast was presented by Phil Kagan and produced by Will Corner and Oliver Hipkins. The music was composed and performed by Oliver Hipkins, Steve Munns and Phil Kagan. <laughs>